Hello, you are listening to the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Hyland, and today we are in the second part of our three-part series on how to get the freedom to focus on your most satisfying work and a life aligned with your priorities this year. When I ask myself what today in 2023 is the number one thing, the enemy for those in positions of leadership or those who want to experience a more satisfying life, it has everything to do with the level of distraction and stress that we allow into our lives. That stress steals our focus, and without focus, we aren't in charge of our lives. It all begins with us allowing the stress in, which ends up triggering our nervous system. Today, I'm going to share with you the most important thing you will do to hone your focus this year so that you can make the decisions and take the actions guided by your highest level of thinking. Frankly, this is going to be your competitive advantage in business and life this year. It's that important. The happiest and most successful people have this skill. You can have it too. So let's go get you what you need. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hello there. I am so glad that you're here. As I mentioned, this is the second part of our three-part series on how to get the freedom to focus on your most important work and satisfying life in the year ahead. I was recently inspired to tell you and share this with you because I was in a conversation with a man, John. He's a respected leader in his field of work, and he'd begun his work with me because he wanted to manage more of the increasing stress levels and pace of his life that he was experiencing. And he described feeling overextended at work and tired from sacrificing so much of himself. His health was starting to show signs of deterioration. His personal life in the past year had not been as smooth. And he described constantly having this ever-present dull anxiety as he faced the day. And he was sometimes irritable, irritated with his coworkers, irritated with himself, even with his family members. So he had been constantly trying to get that freedom to focus so that he could align his time and his energy and more of his life with his priorities. But he said that there was never enough space for him to do that to get the clarity and to make the measurable changes that he wanted. So we worked together for a few months. And then recently we had a really different conversation. He told me about his experience the weekend before with his teenage daughter who had come home from a party where she'd been drinking. And by the time she'd gotten home, she was really sick and she was not feeling well and not in a good condition. But John's wife was out of town with the other kids and he was alone. And so he said he was left to manage and figure out what to do. And he said he didn't know 
what to do or how to respond to his daughter. And he felt angry. He felt scared. He felt the stress drop in. And he noticed his draw to go back to what he'd been trained to do, his impulsive reaction he started to observe. And that was to go into reprimanding, enforcing rules, raising his voice to command attention. He'd, however, recently collected enough evidence to see that this reactive state wasn't working in several categories of his life. So he said that he did the only thing that he could think of, the first being that he knew that he wasn't going to choose to respond impulsively. And it took everything to halt that knee-jerk or reactive state. And he stood next to his daughter, who was getting sick in the toilet, and he sought out Google for his answer. He said that what came up saved him and perhaps his relationship with his daughter from any long-term damage. And it wasn't because the specific advice was so good on Google, but because of what it reminded him. And that first link that he clicked said, stay calm, your child is in a vulnerable state. And he said that the words were enough for him to recall the work he'd been doing and what he'd been practicing in our coaching. He needed to be the observer, to be conscious of his unconscious mind and halt any impulsive emotion and behavior. And he'd been given the feedback at work that lately he was impatient, that he was intimidating, that he hadn't been listening well. He knew it was holding him back. He knew it was holding his team back from fully trusting him and from him and them achieving as much as they could together. He also knew and at that point admitted that he was aware that that type of reaction and behavior had deteriorated the trust between he and his daughter. Now, you might wonder why am I sharing this story and how it connects with that number one skill to hone your focus. There is one thing that is killing us and robbing us of the amazing capacity that we have to get our lives back. And it's our ability to be able to switch from the sympathetic nervous system or SNS to our parasympathetic nervous system or PNS. But why this is so important and how this relates to you actually having the focus and even getting the competitive advantage, probably the greatest competitive advantage you'll get in business and life this year, is to understand that our stress levels and the pace that we are going at are so rampant that we start seeing them as normal at all times. We start seeing our survival mode and flying in late to meetings and being annoyed at colleagues who aren't doing things the same way and that we think are wasting our time. We get hard on ourselves. We yell at our kids just when they need us most. We're so stressed that we don't have the time. So then we race harder and faster until we're further stressed and further depleted. And in the meantime, the new ideas and the great goals and the commitments that we have, have no way of being executed. So when I ask myself again, what is the number one thing for us to really at the base level, be able to obtain and achieve our highest levels of satisfaction? It has to do with this level of stress that we allow in our lives. And again, the stress steals our focus, and then we are not in charge of our lives. And then that all begins with us allowing those triggers 
to engage our sympathetic nervous system. So what this means is that if you truly want to transition to your next career or do more of your genius work, or maybe improve your relationship with your son, or maybe take a long awaited family vacation to Italy or Ireland, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to create, whatever you want to build, you're being able to focus and fluidly switch from your survival mode, your stressed out mode, to your PNS, to your peaceful state, to your creation zone is going to be the number one ability that you must develop in this new year. So think of your sympathetic nervous system, again, as your survival mode, your PNS as your peaceful state, and think of it like they both generate different emotions. So the survival emotions are stress, they're imbalanced, they're breakdowns, contraction, fear, struggle, frustration. You can feel it in your relationships. Creation emotions come from elevated frequencies when you're in your parasympathetic nervous system, and they're associated with expansion and health, more order and trust and repair and love. We've all understand survival mode. We are gifted with this ability when we are in emergencies or danger to be able to become aware of a threat and to get ourselves out. Really famously needed when we were back in the caveman days, when we had animals coming after us. The zebra, for example, has that same stress response that gets turned on if it begins being run after by a bunch of coyotes. Except ours looks like today we get that same trigger human stress response when we're in traffic and in late for a meeting. Or if we make a mistake with a client and we interpret that that means we're going to be fired or we're going to have to quit. Or if we see someone in the grocery store that didn't vote for us during a board meeting. These are all places where our survival mode gets triggered. And the worst part is that unlike animals, we don't come out of it. We stay in that triggered state. The zebra is going to, if it's lucky enough to survive and escape the coyotes, it's going to go start eating and grazing once again. It releases and goes back into its parasympathetic nervous system or PNS. But we as humans are not fluidly moving between the two. And the worst part is that we don't even realize that we've slipped into it and are leading from it. And so many talented, high-contributing, high-performers are really leading from, unaware of it, unconsciously, from that very stressed-out, triggered state. And here's the reality. After all my years of work with scores of all kinds of people, what's true is that as much as we want to map out our commitments and our priorities, and of course, follow through with them this year. We can't do that when we're in survival mode, when we're in stressed out states, instead of being in creation mode or in our parasympathetic nervous system, where we are in an elevated frequencies, which create elevated levels of thinking and behavior and insight. And the reality is that most of us have spent our entire lives really getting dragged into stress and struggle and conflict so much so that our nervous systems are used to it, even miserably comfortable with it, such that when we leave, you'll notice sometimes when things are easy or things are not dramatic or things are sound, that it can feel not comfortable and that you'll want to return to finding a problem or challenge. I see people do this all the time. The worst part is the 
unconscious incompetence, being unaware that this is what's happening. The second worst part is not believing that there's a way out of it. So that second part is absolutely wrong. There is a way out. And here's your first step. Own that you and your reactivity and your amygdala-driven survival state is leading your life. And when you do this, you uncover the real reason you don't have the life you want. So when you first take the step to say, okay, I am in a survival mode state. I'm in a fear-based management state. I'm in a stressed out state from which I am making decisions impulsively like an animal is when they are trying to survive. Then being able to say, okay, how and when, and I am choosing now to fluidly move from that SNS place, that nervous system to my PNS, my peaceful creation state. And this is exactly what John did. He consciously and deliberately switched from his survival instincts, his impulsive behavior, his reactive memorized states housed in the SNS, and he moved to his PNS, his prefrontal cortex. In this moment where he was triggered and knew from patterns of behavior for 50 years of how he thought he should respond, he recognized where he was and he owned it. So he reported to me saying to himself, because he'd done enough work and was aware of wanting to change his mind, to move his mind to a more supportive new way of being, which creates a new personality, which creates new behaviors. And he said, move to your PNS, John. That's what he said. In other words, to your elevated thinking. And from there, his behavior reflected caring for his daughter in a very vulnerable way. He was restorative. He was more orderly instead of using fear and shame and judgment. And those behaviors, his inherent ones, his impulsive ones would have brought out a lot of shame and would have been punitive and damaged instead of repaired the relationship. And he asked himself simply, what would my PNS, what would my creation state do? And the ideas and behaviors came to him. Having switched to the PNS, he did all the things to make sure that she was safe and that she felt safe with him. And then he said something that started to make him cry. He said the next morning, his daughter called him from her bathroom and she said she was still feeling sick again. And could he come be with her? And he had realized in that moment, in this vulnerable state where he, she was requesting him again, which had never happened and was not part of their typical relationship, that he knew in that moment that his ability to be aware that he was in his SNS and be capable of switching to his PNS was responsible for that life-changing moment in his relationship. So maybe you're a disciplinarian right now listening to this and sort of wondering, well, how are you teaching or reinforcing when you, as a parent, lead like that? I want to be clear because I think there's a mistake or a myth that when you're coming from these elevated frequencies of repair and expansion and trust and love and joy that you can't have difficult conversations, that you can't have tough moments. You absolutely can. In fact, they're better had in that space because the difference is felt when it is being delivered from a higher level of frequency of care of kindness. And he said he still gave her consequences and was clear and calm about why they were being given. And that because he had shown her that care and she 
was able to feel the trust. She respected them and she never said another word about carrying them out. So what you're seeing is that your ability to move fluidly between your SNS and your PNS is game changing to up-leveling your focus and elevating your performance. This is one example. It's a personal example of personal life, but it applies absolutely in every category, in any place that you want to make meaningful and measurable change. If something is not working, it is likely because you are approaching it from your survival mode, from a place of contraction and from a place of, of lack and discomfort and disease. If you can't move between your SNS and PNS fluidly, you're going to be destined to run like the animals are. Except, as I said, the animals have it better because they're able to at least turn it off. Be aware, those who are in the most difficult spaces right now, like I said, who aren't capable of taking things to the next level, this is going to be your competitive advantage to really mastering and manifesting whatever it is that you want this year. So in summary, your ability to get what you want is not due to your time stress. It's a result of your inability to focus. Your focus comes from one key ability, and that is to become PNS dominant, which means to consciously switch from your impulsive decisions and say yes to a calmer, more expansive, elevated frequency. Now, how do you do this? The first step, really what we talked about is being aware The next is to recognize and hold any thought or behavior or emotion, first of all, that's unloving to yourself. So I would encourage you just to be vigilant for a week on this. Try this out. It's going to be the beginning of a detox. It'll liberate you and your body from your emotional addiction to resentments or distrust, whatever it is that you worry about. In a sense, what you're going to be doing is impeding the signals of survival emotions from conditioning you further. You're going to tune those out. And when you halt these thoughts or these behaviors or emotions, what happens is that you free up energy to design something else, design a new future, because you are firing new neural pathways. And this resetting of your operating system, this reconfiguring of a new operating system is ultimately what will be the reason for your higher levels of productivity, performance, happiness, all of those things. So again, what I'm encouraging you to do and inviting you to do is for the next week, become so uplifted and think about your new self from the higher PNS place, your peaceful creation state, and think about how you would respond to the people and the places and the influences that have previously controlled you. And when you do this repeatedly, you will be able to make that break to leading not from your survival mode, but from the creation mode, which is everything and means everything. It's about courage and peace. And when you've switched from your SNS to your PNS, this is where anything great can be created. So I'm going to just conclude by reminding you that you are not hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of your life. You're not hardwired to be riddled with the stress and the working hard and the living from a place that you wake each day simply to bat down problems and obstacles or that you're at war with a part of management. You now have the most important step to make measurable changes 
in any area of your life. And it has everything to do with you being an observer of your thoughts and then halting your thoughts and your behaviors and emotions before they're impulsively reacting from your survival state. Many of us are unaware that we're operating our lives in this survival mode because we've been doing it for so long that we've memorized the way. But again, nothing was profound was ever created in that survival mode. This is just one part of the inner game advantage for you. Your greatest competitive advantage this year is going to be your ability to fluidly move and flex. I look forward to being your guide more in 2023 and sharing more actionable steps with you to help you plot your course and thrive. Be sure to stay tuned for the third part of this three-part series. You'll get the formula to free yourself from the time stress epidemic so many are riddled with and that keeps them from what is truly possible. I hope this was helpful. Be sure to check in and check out episodes that you may have missed. And I will look forward to talking to you real soon. Be well, my friend. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.